Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sharing the Journey. Today, I am with Avery, who's going to share her story. Avery, why don't you tell us a little about yourself currently, and then we'll back up and talk about your life story. Okay. Um, my name is Avery Downing. Um, I'm currently um, in graduate school at the University of Alabama. Um, and I currently play wheelchair tennis for the University of Alabama. Okay. Um, so let's go back to your childhood. Tell me a little about your home life and what and what shaped you. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Memphis, Tennessee originally. Um, and I, um, I grew up with a brother and a sister, um, and my mom and my dad, and, um, I guess things were fairly normal in my very early childhood. Um, but when I was around seven years old, my parents got a divorce. Um, and that was very hard on me and my brother and my sister, um, mainly because my parents didn't, they weren't able to, they never got along, you know, so they were always fighting about mainly financial things or really just anything that came up. So um, it caused a lot of conflict and tension um, because we weren't really able to, like they didn't do a good job of separating us from the conflict. Um, but despite that, I, I was very close with my brother and sister um, while I was growing up. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. Um, and yeah, so that's early childhood. I don't know how far you want me to go? <laughs> well, as far as you want, it's about your life. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I can just kind of work through chronologically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So, um, we also, we all grew up, um, going to this one church in Memphis, Tennessee, and well, actually in Germantown, which is a suburb of Memphis. Um, after my parents got a divorce, um, they went very like, infrequently um but my brother and sister and I continued to go to church um and be really involved in that so I would say that's another very uh I guess influencing factor um in my early childhood and I continued to go to that church until I graduated high school and moved away um but yeah so early childhood I also started um playing gymnastics or doing gymnastics from a very young age I was about four years old when I started. Um, my brother and sister were both also very into athletics and things like that, um, as well as my mom and dad. So we were a very active family and um, loved doing sports and things like that. So I was very involved in, I guess, the main things were my church, like in my youth group and um, my gymnastics team. So I spent a lot of time um, every day in practice and every week, um, and I was really, really connected to my other teammates. Um, and so let's see, fast forward um, to when I'm in middle school, we're still in my home life, we're still dealing with lots of conflicts between my mom and my dad um, over financial situations and um, custody battles and things like that. Um, and I'm still doing gymnastics. Um, basically every day I just go to school and then go to gymnastics practice, um, hang out with my teammates um, and then come home. 
Um, and at this time I was switching back and forth between my mom's house and my dad's house. And my brother and sister were doing the same. But uh, when I was in the seventh grade, so I was 13 years old, um, I went to practice one day. It was just a normal practice. I was doing normal skills that I had done many times before, you know, nothing new, um, but I made a mistake and I was on the uneven bars. Um, that's one of the events that, that female gymnasts do. Anyways, I was on the bars and I made a mistake and I fell and that's when I broke my back and sustained my spinal cord injury. So that was in January. Um, I was 13 years old and I, as soon as I fell, I knew that something was wrong. Um, I could definitely feel all of the pain, um, but I knew that I couldn't feel my legs. So I was taken to the hospital. Um, I spent 10 days in the hospital in Memphis, and then I was transferred to a rehab facility called the Shepherd Center um, in Atlanta, Georgia, where I spent five weeks doing um, physical therapy, occupational therapy, things like that, um, and figuring out how to kind of, you know, adjust to a new lifestyle. What was that time like for you emotionally and spiritually? Yeah. So what I, what I always say is that apart from struggling with all of the conflict at home, now I would say at a, at a very young age, I felt that I knew God was a constant presence in my life. And I, I knew God in that he was the only thing that was constant in my life. He was the thing that never changed um, despite all of the conflict and things in my home life. So I, and since, you know, growing up in the church, I was aware of, I knew things about God and I knew things about the Bible. Um, and I would say that I was a believer, you know, I just, I grew up and accepted Christ at a very young age. Um, but it, you know, it took time for me to learn learn things about God and then, and then even longer to develop a personal relationship with God, I would say that's how I put it. But anyways, when I was injured, that was, that was one time in my life or one of the times in my life where I knew what it was like to only have God to rely on. So I remember specifically being in the, uh, in the ambulance going from my gymnastics gym to the hospital and just praying because there's nothing else you can do in that moment. You know, there's so much uncertainty. Um, so, so I had that moment of, of, you know, being forced into realizing how helpless I am. Um, and, but knowing that God was still there. Um, and that was one of the things that really carried me through my injury, um, along with really great support from my family and my friends and my church at home. Um, so I had a really great community, like a really great community to come home to whenever I came home from uh, the hospital in Atlanta. I, and, and then I ended up being even more involved in my youth group because of that. And that kind of started my journey of, I would say, I guess, um, growing my personal, personal relationship um, with God and prayer and reading my Bible. So are you paralyzed from the waist down? Yes. Okay. Um, I think I knew that, but <laughs> <laughs> I knew you used a wheelchair, but I yeah. wasn't sure exactly what the, yeah. Um, 
Um, so how did that impact your, your brothers and sisters, or your brother and sister? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I know, I, like I said, I was very close with my brother and sister. Um, and so I think, and my sister, especially, um, she's just three years older than me. And she was someone that I felt like I connected with her very easily and could always talk to her about things. So um, I think that we kind of grew together um, in that way, just just through talking about things, you know, um, just through me, you know, using her for her support. Um, and my brother, our relationship was a little bit different just because he's a boy and we didn't talk about our feelings that much, but um, I think we bonded in different ways. Um, you know, they would come and visit me in the hospital. While I was staying in the hospital. And then um, I guess our relationships kind of change and evolve um, as we all figured out how to, you know, how to understand disability and how to live with disability, you know, me living with a disability personally, but then, you know, figuring out how to, how to best help me in my everyday life and things like that. Mm. Um, and you said your church was supportive? Yes. Um, yeah, like I was in, I was in middle school at the time. So we had like a, we called it like our junior high youth group. Um, so we had a youth pastor and then, um, a, a woman who was the, like the girls director. So she was overall the girls in the youth group. And, um, she was really, really instrumental in helping me, supporting me and, um, you know, talking through things. I remember struggling one time after, um, after the accident happened, because so many people were telling me that they were praying for me, you know, that they were praying that God would heal me and things like that. And I went through a period of really struggling with that because, you know, I was, I wasn't healing. Everyone was saying that they were praying for me, but I wasn't, you know, I was still injured. I, I didn't like miraculously grow up. I mean, wake up one day and, and just, um, be able to walk again. Mm -hmm. And I remember her, like, I just remember specific conversations with her, you know, her helping me through that, um, and understanding, you know, the way that God's will works and how God is sovereign and good, even though things like this, that we want so bad to happen and that, you know, a million people can pray for something, but if it's not God's will, then it's not going to happen, but that we ha also have to know and understand that that God's will is the best way for things to happen because he knows. So. So you went on to high school, anything stand out about high school? Hi, Kitty. So I, um, yes. Yeah, so let's see. Um, went on to high school, my brother and sister both, graduated um, and moved out to go to college. Um, so when I was a sophomore um, in high school, uh, yeah, so when I was a sophomore in high school, um, my sister had moved to East Tennessee. My brother and sister had both moved over to East Tennessee um, and like Knoxville and Chattanooga. Um, and my 
brother, this, my sophomore year of high school, my brother um, actually passed away um, while he was living in Chattanooga um, because he had a hiking accident. Um, so uh, that was obviously another one of those experiences where um, all I could do is pray whenever, whenever I got the news, my dad was the one to tell me the news um, that my brother had passed away. And you know, I still, my parents were still um, not getting along at this point. Um, so I just, did, I didn't have a, our family didn't like keep it together, you know, and support each other in this time. So that's another reason why I'm so thankful that I had my church and community and my group of friends, because my parents just, they only fought more and more as time went on. Mm. Um and this was, this was just another, you know, I went through different difficulties and trials after my brother passed away, um, you know, dealing with my faith. And it wasn't that I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I didn't have uh, a period. It didn't make me not believe in God, I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, and a lot of people, whenever they experience grief, they are angry at God and I guess I would say that I was, um, in a way, but I think I was more, I was just too sad to be angry and I didn't understand. And I knew that God was good. Like I said, I had learned that from my injury, but there was just so much pain. I, I, I remember having trouble, um, singing worship songs at church, um, because I didn't want to, you know, worship God because, he had taken my brother away, you know? Um, mm. so that was something that took, I, th I think I went through that kind of all throughout high school and, and I grew a lot with my friends at church and my youth pastor working through that. And then years later, when I was a senior in high school, I remember looking back and being able to see my growth and, uh, and I really see it as God's faithfulness, um, bringing me out of that and, you know, healing my grief, um, it was a really, really tough time uh, and a really dark time for my parents and for my sister. Um, but I really, I can see it. I can see God's faithfulness in bringing us through that um, and keeping me, you know, keeping me from turning away from him. Like that is, that's God's work in my life. It's holding on to me um, through those dark times. It's, it's his faithfulness, you know, rather, because I, it's not my, you know, it's not my strength of faith or my, my strength at all. It's not a moment where I was strong. It was one of my weakest moments. Um, so I just, it shows God's faithfulness. So did you go away to college? Did you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was high school and then senior year of high school. Um, so senior year of high school, uh, well, my, my junior and my senior year of high school was tough because I was, I was still grieving my brother and I was still, uh, dealing with the constant conflict between my mom and my dad. Um, and I was really ready to get out of the house, you know, for many reasons. Um, and my sister wasn't living at home anymore. So I knew that I needed to move out and go somewhere. And what I really wanted to do was go somewhere that had adaptive sports um, because there wasn't really, there's not really many options in Memphis, um, for adaptive sports. So like I had this 
passion for gymnastics when I was doing it, but for the, uh, I think like five or six years between when I was injured and, uh, when I went to college, I didn't have any outlet for that athleticism that I loved in the competition, you know? Um, so when I was looking for places to go to college, I looked for places that were, uh, in a city that had adaptive sports or places like Alabama that have a program at the college. Um, and I was able to get some scholarship money from Alabama. Um, so I decided to go there and the summer before I went, I reached out to the tennis coach and um, told him that I was really interested in trying wheelchair tennis and that I didn't have any experience, um, but I would just love to come and, uh, you know, try tennis and see, you know, if I could uh, play for the team or something like that. So um, my freshman year comes around and I moved to Alabama um, and I meet with the tennis coach and I start practicing with, uh, with, I, I practice with the assistant coach um, and a couple other people that were from the community that weren't on the actual competitive wheelchair tennis team, because like I said, I was just a, a beginner. So I had to, um, you know, learn the basics and stuff like that before I joined the actual team, but I ended up joining the actual team, uh, my second, the second semester of my freshman year. And, um, in the meantime, I was also playing wheelchair basketball for, um, Alabama because they reached out to me, um, seeing if I wanted to try both, you know, see how I liked basketball. And, um, I did end up really enjoying that time playing both wheelchair basketball and wheelchair tennis. Um, so I did that for my freshman year and my sophomore year playing both sports. And then I decided that it was too much, um, too much. I wasn't going to, I needed to focus on my school and I made it, you know, I made it two years doing all of that and doing school and everything, but I really, really love tennis. So I made the decision to quit wheelchair basketball and just focus on school and tennis. So that's what I did for my junior year and my senior year. And now I am in my master's degree, still playing tennis. Cool. And what are you studying? I'm studying English literature. I'm curious, did you live in the dorms? Did you get your own apartment? Did you have some assistance? You know? Yeah, I lived in the dorms. That's also a good question because when I was looking at um, going to college, I was pretty terrified of the whole experience and like mainly of like living with strangers, you know, and like, and I was very like, I've come a long way when it comes to like being comfortable with myself and my disability and playing, like playing wheelchair sports and being around a community of other disabled people has made like a huge difference in my life as far as that goes. So coming from high school, I was so, so uncomfortable with the thought of living with strangers and in the dorm room and sharing a bathroom and stuff like that but I had to do it so all all the freshmen are required to live in the dorms uh their first year at Alabama so I did I had um they have accessible dorms so Mm -hmm. in the way that they have like suite style dorms so it's four bedrooms and two bathrooms and one common area um, so I had my own bedroom, which was, that was nice. And the accessible bedroom is a little bit bigger. Um, I guess it was a little bit bigger than the other ones. And the bathroom was, it was all completely fine and accessible for me. Um, it worked out with, with my needs. So I just shared a bathroom with one of my roommates and, um, 
yeah, so that's what I did for the first year. And then I did move off of campus after that and lived in an apartment with one of my basketball teammates. Um, cool. Yeah, we lived in one apartment for two years. Um, and that was, but there were other wheelchair basketball players that lived in the same complex, the apartment complex. That's why we ended up choosing that one because we knew like what the layout was already, but mm-hmm. didn't have any issues with accessibility with my apartment. Um, I think they may have made a ramp or no, I think they already had ramps. At the apartment that I currently am at, um, they had to build a wooden ramp to get me to my front door. Mm. Um, but it was, it was, it was an easy process. Like they made the ramp and everything before I moved in. Um, the only accessibility problem, you know, besides like normal things, like if my shower curtain falls down, I have to get someone to help me, you know, like there are always like things that, that are difficult, um, if you're in a chair, but, um, yeah, another thing is taking the trash out. There's a, the dumpster is like very hard to reach. So that's my, that's my accessibility struggle. But other than that, it works out. Cool. Moving now into the faith questions, although faith always comes up before I get to these questions, but, um, but, um, how does having the presence of God in your life at this time help you in dealing with your disability and with, you know, life in general? Let's see. Um, I would say the presence of God changes the way that I think about everything, including myself and my personal identity. Um, I'm doing a Bible study with my church at home right now about um, the idea of man being made in the image of God. Um, So I've been thinking a lot about um, people with different abilities, people with disabilities and able-bodied people all being made in the image of God. And uh, so it just, for me, it makes, it makes all the difference because it, I know that, um, that I was created to be this way um, as a part of God's plan. So um, without, I don't know if that makes much sense, without God's presence, it, I wouldn't have any solace, you know, like I wouldn't have any comfort for being the way that I am and getting through whatever daily struggles I have. Um, so you mentioned that you're doing a Bible study. Do you have any resources that you would recommend for people who, um, to grow them in their faith and Yeah, well, I'm doing this, let's see, I'm doing this with um, an organization called Blaze, um, and this is a, um, I think these are free resources for anyone, um, and I can send you this information, um, but it's just an organization that gives uh, theological information in different Bible studies and things like that, um, just on different topics. So some of them are, and it's all free. Some of them are on um, specific books of the Bible. um, And then some of them are on different aspects. Um, So the the study that we're doing right now is called What is Man? Um, 
And yeah, like I said, I can send you all the details um, for this information or for this for these studies. Um, but they're they're good. I think they're good studies to go through with a group like I'm doing right now. Um, and then another thing that I can think of specifically regarding disability, I think the Johnny and Friends organization gives a lot of helpful information for um, you know disability in theology and disability and you know how um, what the Bible says about disability. Yeah, Johnny and Friends is great, and they have a wonderful podcast. If you guys haven't ever checked that out, you should because it's great. So who? has inspired you on your faith journey? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> I'd have to yeah. think about that. Um, there are many people um, in my church that who are a little bit older than me. Um, like I would say that I've had many mentors growing up. Um, because I did struggle with my relationship with my parents a lot. Um, I found I was able to kind of develop relationships with um, people. And one, one of those people is like um, the woman that I said was the girls director of my youth group. Mm. Um, so we still stay in contact and keep in touch and things like that. And she's like, she's older than me and she has four kids now. So she's always been you know, like a few steps ahead of me in life. And I feel like I always, every time we meet, I, I get some kind of type of wisdom from her um, because I think she's, she's a great example of a godly woman and now a godly mother, um, just in the way that she raises her kids and things like that. So I would mm. say she's definitely a good example. Um, um, Last question is how is the Lord, well, second to last question. Um, how is the Lord working in and through you recently? Um, let's see. So I I recently got engaged to Cole. Oh, <laughs> Cole? Right on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we are, you know, in that period right now of being engaged and planning the wedding and things like that. Um, and I, I've seen already, like, I think it's, it's really cool. I've been praying for, um, us in, and our future marriage. Um, and I've just been seeing, I guess, new perspectives, um, thinking about the future, even thinking about like wedding planning, you know, like, what do I want my wedding to look like, you know, like, because it's, it should be a picture of the gospel, um, and I've been thinking about the people that we're inviting. And there are a lot of non-Christians that we know and are friends with and that are going to be invited. And I think about, you know, hoping that um, they see some image of the gospel um, in our wedding and then in the future in our marriage. So things like that. And then also, you know, praying for um, just praying that God would prepare me for what is to come, prepare, prepare both of us for what is to come. So that's kind mm -hmm. of what I've been focusing on, but um, it's really cool to, to go through this change like that. Yeah. Exciting. How can we, besides your upcoming wedding, how can we be praying for you? Um, thank you for asking. 
um, there's just a lot of changes coming um, because I hopefully will graduate um, from this degree in May and Cole and I both are applying for more school. He's, he's planning on applying for law school and I'm planning on applying for my PhD um, here at Alabama. So just, um, just, I guess that we would learn to trust God so much in this time where um, it's very uncertain, you know, like financial things and stuff like that are uncertain, depending on if we get into the schools and all the details and things like that. So just yeah. that it would exercise and, you know, letting go of our control because we don't have control. Okay. I think that is all I have. Is there anything else you want to share? I don't think so, but thank you so much for asking me to do this. You're welcome. It was good. I I enjoyed it. I always enjoy doing these. So <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm blessed by and, and encouraged and challenged by every, you know, by each guest in some way. So, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to go ahead and end this. Let's see. Thank you so much. Thank you. End meeting or leave meeting. Leave meeting canceled. End meeting for all buttons.